Who's up for a hot slice? Huh? Welcome back to the show. This is the Chuck Series Companion. I am your host, The Jaystrom, and this is Season 1, Episode 4, Chuck versus the Wookiee. <laughs> yes, that's right. Chuck versus the Wookiee. Could this be our first Chuck Star Wars reference and it's in the title of the episode? I think it is, now that I think about it. There will be many Star Wars references throughout Chuck. And I think this is the beginning of many, which is awesome. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love Star Wars? And who doesn't love Chuck? But before we get into that episode, I would like to thank you for listening. Hopefully you're a big fan of Chuck like I am. And if not, maybe you're just now starting to watch the series and you're listening to the podcast. That means you're kind of digging it. And now you're listening to this podcast after each episode and hearing me talk about it and stuff like that. We're mutually sharing our love of Chuck together here on this show. So basically what I'm trying to say is I hope you are enjoying this show and you continue to watch Chuck because I know I will. My mission is to do all 91 episodes and this is only the fourth one. So if you start in now, you'll be with me on a very long journey. But it's all about the journey, not the destination. Or so I've read or heard somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I just made that up on the fly. I think I'm going to write that down. But uh, before we get into Chuck vs. the Wookiee, if you'd like to check out my Chuck blog, go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you can find each post about each show. And I'm actually writing about each episode. So you can see a little bit of information I write about each episode. And then the show itself. I'm trying to turn it into something that you'd actually like to go to and look at. Also including links to a lot of my favorite songs from the shows and uh, reviews of individual episodes, things like that. Uh, so check that out, chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. Also, if you want to check out Entertainment Landfill, go to etlandfill.com, a podcast I do with my friends talking about film, television, and pop culture. Now, I've done that for a long time, since 2005. And so the Chuck podcast is something new and it's something very personal to me. It's something that uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing and I want to keep it going. I'm looking forward to doing each episode, rewatching it and preparing. It's as I've said before, I've rewatched Chuck several times, but it's neat to watch it now to pay extra close attention to things I want to talk about. It's like watching it new for the first time. I just want to make this podcast something special that we can share together, and uh, we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get started with Chuck versus the Wookiee. What's interesting about this episode is that it's a very Sarah-centric episode. We've dealt mostly with Chuck and the introduction of Sarah and Casey and the spy life and the Bymore and all that. 
but this episode really focuses on Sarah's spy life before Chuck, in a way. It introduces a new character, and she exists mainly to show us what Sarah's life was like before Chuck. Now that she's here in Chuck's life, has she changed? Or is she the same spy that she was before Chuck? It's really neat to get into the character of Sarah this early on, uh, because she is an interesting character. It's hard to remember back when I first watched season one, but I can remember being intrigued by her character. She's a, a cool spy. She's very skilled, but we don't know a lot about her. What will we learn about her? So I'm really excited to get into this early Sarah story. The episode starts off, it's kind of like a a fun pizza party type of game night. And the episode starts with a song by Matt and Kim called Yeah Yeah. How do I like my eggs? What's up, poach? Yeah, baby! I don't know why I play this game. Any day down, buddy, come on. It's pretty funny when it starts out and it looks like Ellie and Awesome are doing awesome at the game. How does he like his eggs? Poached. But I love how Morgan holds up a sign that says, kill me. What's interesting here is that Chuck and Sarah, all the questions and answers they know have been rehearsed most likely because they're not a real couple. My all-time favorite pet. Um, Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. Peaches. No, who got peaches? <laughs> Wrong. Correct. It was a Springer Spaniel named Peaches 2. Not to be confused with the original Peaches who got hit by a car. I think we could just give it to Sarah, Morgan. Yeah. yeah, fine, fine. Then I'll just say anything next time and I'll just take a point. You told me that the original Peaches ran away. She did. She did. Where'd he go? <laughs> Way to go, Morgan. Remember at the end of the last episode, I was talking about how Morgan was being a little bit more obnoxious towards Sarah. He's a little annoyed, I guess, that Sarah is taking up more of Chuck's time, and you can kind of tell it's really pushing through here. He's being especially obnoxious at the beginning of this episode. Before we get to hear Morgan's most humiliating childhood nickname, there's someone lurking outside. It's like the horror movie cam of someone in the window. Who could be lurking outside? Most humiliating childhood nickname. I promise Morgan I would never say it out loud. Okay, um, organ. Oh, boom! You see what I'm talking about? We also see a lot of Chuck observing Sarah in this episode. He's watching her taking the black olives off her pizza. She obviously does not like black olives. By the way, trivia, I do love black olives on my pizza and green olives. In fact, uh, I love olives. But uh, Sarah does not. (laughs) What's funny about this situation, the game they're playing, it's like a dating game kind of thing where you see what you know about your significant other. What's funny is uh, Chuck's partner isn't just Sarah, it's Morgan. So it's Awesome and Ellie, Chuck and Sarah, and Chuck and Morgan. (laughs) Or, I'm sorry, Organ. So when the subject of most dangerous situation comes up, I'm sure Chuck is thinking about maybe La Ciudad from last week, but uh, that's not what Sarah has in mind. Most dangerous situation ever. Um, doesn't know it. I I don't know. uh, Fixing a flat tire on the side of the freeway. Gas. 
sunburn. I was nine and we were on a family vacation and my sister and I put on baby oil instead of sunscreen. Wow, pretty much a blatant lie from Sarah there. But uh, if you think about it, she doesn't know how long her cover's going to last or now the uncomfortable part. And you know what's funny is um, this isn't as uncomfortable, say, a first-time watch. Because even as a first-time viewer of Chuck, you've watched the first three episodes, you know that Sarah and Bryce were an item. But having watched the entire series, you know what Bryce meant to Sarah. So whenever the kind of Bryce trash talk comes up, you kind of feel bad. And it comes up with this question of this dumb game. Dang it. Okay. Most hated person ever. Ah, totally. Give me. Harry Tang. Harry Tang. Come on. No, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's it's a stupid game. Well, no, no. Hold on a second. No, it's 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 Bryce Larkin. I mean, how could you not know Bryce Larkin? Dude pretended to be his buddy, sexed up his girl, and got kicked out of Stanford. If if Chuck is solo, uh, Larkin is his fet. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, and yet another Star Wars reference. Well, in fact, there hasn't been a Star Wars reference yet, so this will be the first one. But if you count the title of the episode, that is a Star Wars reference. But that's besides the point. I, no I just, point. No point. Understood. Yeah. This is a funny moment here when Chuck and Sarah leave the apartment. You can see Chuck is getting pretty comfortable in the role of playing boyfriend to Sarah. Holding hands, but immediately releasing as soon as Ellie closes the door. And if you pay attention here, you'll hear that actually Morgan and Chuck won the game because Morgan just knows too much about Chuck. And Sarah refers to it as like, he's like the intersect of you, (laughs) which is pretty funny. At times, the scene is also done in like a stalker cam where someone is watching their every move. Oh, we did great tonight. Yeah, you know, I like to win, but uh, Morgan clearly has an edge. Yeah, when he started to list off my favorite 30 wonderful flavors of ice cream in descending order, that was a little much. Yeah, he's like the intersect on you. But then Chuck expresses to Sarah that he wishes he had a file on her. Maybe he could know more about her. Yeah, I wish I could access your file, know everything there is to know about you, but the stupid thing doesn't really work like that. Well, you could always just ask me. Well, really? I... Um... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. We know that Chuck is a smart guy, so naturally he's wondering, was Bryce just Sarah's partner or maybe more than that? Well, I mean, you know, I know that you and Bryce work together, but how close were the two of you exactly? Uh, well, Bryce was my partner, but we were never really friends, if that's what you're asking. Right, right. So your relationship, you'd say, was more like you, hey, get that bad guy, or nice judo chop, or how about them redskins, or something like that. Yeah, well, you know, when you're undercover, you're still you, but the details are different. Yeah, speaking of details, there were a couple of those questions we could have done better with. Which ones? Chuck also expresses that it was a little uncomfortable with the, you know, those kind of questions in the game. Uh, Where are they on the whole sex thing? You know, those... Those questions, the questions. The sex questions? There you go. (laughs) I love when Sarah says, Morgan was actually pretty good at the sex questions. Yikes. (laughs) Morgan did well with those, too. Well, what exactly is our cover for that topic? Uh, we're taking it slow. Right. Yeah, we're being prudent, aren't we? And then Morgan shows up. Oh, you meant walk Sarah to her car, not me. 
Yeah, well, Morgan, you don't have a car. Oh, you meant walk Sarah to her car. Makes sense. I don't, I don't have a car. We see Sarah all alone in her apartment, feeding her lone goldfish, getting ready to take a shower. And then we get the stalker cam again. And I love how the scene sets up where she sees an assailant in a reflection. Looks like a ninja again. You know, there are a lot of ninjas in Chuck. <laughs> but I actually kid, it's not a ninja. It's really just somebody in a ski mask. But Sarah has a knockdown, drag-out fight, trashing her apartment. We even see the goldfish bowl get knocked over. And um, Sarah gets elbowed right in the nose, and it looks really painful. But the assailant actually picks up the goldfish, puts it back in the fish bowl. And that's when you know something's up. I knew it was you. You always telegraph your punches. Bloody nose says otherwise. So we know that Sarah knows this girl, and they immediately ask each other what their cover names are, which is interesting. So that means they know each other by different names, maybe? Your cover? Karina. You? Sarah. Sarah Walker. So, Sarah Walker. What brings the CIA to Los Angeles? Same thing that brings a DEA agent like yourself. A job? Or whatever it is. It looks boring. All right, Karina, what is it? If you're here, it means you need something. A diamond. Wow, you, uh, you looking to settle down? No, I'm going to steal one. And you're going to help me. Well, couldn't you just have called? So, Karina from the DEA needs Sarah's help to steal a diamond. Sounds cool. Before I go any further, I wanted to mention that this episode was written by Allie Adler. She wrote many cool Chuck episodes like Chuck vs. the Cougars, Chuck vs. the Ring, Chuck vs. the Honeymooners, you know, many others. Just really cool episodes of Chuck. She's an awesome member of the Chuck family. Right now, I believe she's in pre-production on Supergirl, the new CBS series. So that's pretty exciting. A writer of Chuck writing the new Supergirl series. So I'm excited about that. This episode is also directed by Alan Croker. He is a veteran television director. He's directed everything. This guy has directed Forever Night, Viper, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, episodes of Voyager... He directed an episode of Firefly, the episode called Ariel. He directed Star Trek Enterprise episodes. He even did a couple of Battlestar Galactica. The dude even did The Middleman. Come on. He's done Bones, Covert Affairs, Defiance, a show that I love. And he's done many episodes of Chuck. For instance, um, Chuck vs. the Marlin, Chuck vs. the Seduction, Chuck vs. the Lethal Weapon. Chuck versus the Nacho Sampler, one of my faves. Uh, so he's done a lot of great episodes of Chuck, and uh, the guy is a pro. Always a lot of really cool, interesting people that have worked on Chuck. And I love when uh, Chuck comes out of his apartment, he's sipping on his coffee, and who's this? A beautiful woman in the courtyard, quite fetching with her red hair. By the way, let's talk about Karina, played by the lovely Minnie Anden. She's quite an interesting character. She's uh, possibly what Sarah might have been at one time. She's here to represent 
Sarah's life before Chuck, the loner agent, the one that only cares about herself and getting the job done. And for the first time, Sarah's now around someone that she cares about. She may even like her cover. And you'll notice that Karina keeps saying stuff about how dull it is. I mean, come on, they're in Burbank. She's used to being in these exotic locations, getting in knife fights and stuff. But um, when Chuck sees her, he's just like, oh, hey, in flashes. And this is a funny moment because uh, Chuck barges into Casey's apartment and they're having a debriefing with General Beckman and Director Graham. And it's so funny. This is the first time he actually sees General Beckman. So this is the episode where Chuck finally meets on a monitor, General Beckman. And he's like, hey, who are they? <laughs> and they're like, Chuck, ch be quiet. And he's he's like, did you know there's an agent in the courtyard? And they're like, yes, just be quiet. It's pretty funny. Guys, guys, did you know that there is an undercover DEA agent out in the courtyard? Relax, we know. Hmm. Should I go? He can stay. Uh, uh, who, who are they? Seem but not heard. We're being debriefed here. The diamond is heavily guarded inside of Payman Alahi's Malibu compound. Are they with us? Shh. Mr. Alahi is an international fiancée of the opium cartel, which is why the Drug Enforcement Administration has asked us to cooperate. You'll assist Karina in acquiring the rock. Acquiring? Shh. He'll take Chuck to Alahi's compound to get his intersect data on his alarm system. Set up the grab for the following day. Sarah also reveals, you know, while they do know Karina and they've worked with her before, she's not trustworthy. And she doesn't think they should tell her anything about who Chuck really is. Sir, Karina is a tremendous field agent, but we can't trust her. Chuck is way too valuable. Alahi has friends outside the opium trade. We've received intel that he plans on moving the stone within the next 72 hours. We also learned that Casey has dealt with Karina in the past and maybe something kind of embarrassing has happened between him and her in Prague. And I love how Chuck's like, what happened? <laughs> uh, I've had dealings with Karina in the past, too. Uh, <clears throat> she can be a bit of a wild card. We're aware of what happened in Prague, Agent Casey, which is why you and Agent Walker returned the diamond to us. Under no circumstances should Karina be entrusted with it. What happened in Prague? I, I, I don't need to know. Hmm. So this is your team? My team. Oh, hello, Casey. Nice to see you with your pants on. So when they leave the apartment and Karina's there waiting for him, she's like, oh, is this your team, Sarah? And Casey's like, my team. And she says something about seeing Casey with his pants on. And Chuck has that look in his eyes again like, huh? This episode could have easily been called Chuck versus the Third Will because that's what Morgan has seemed like in this episode. But it's cool also that Karina's there. She knows that this is Sarah's cover. So when Morgan comes over and he's kind of like, who's that? She has to play along because she's undercover. And I like that dynamic of Morgan being included, even though he has no idea what's really going on. Who might you be? I'm Ch Chuck, the new guy. Really? He's an analyst. Mm. Hey, Chuck. Another member of your team? Uh, no, that's Morgan, Chuck's best friend. He's a civilian. Hey, Morgan, uh, this is my friend Karina. We used to work together. Hello. And Morgan is immediately telling the nerd herders about Karina and how he introduced himself to her. And 
we learned that she didn't even call him Morgan. He's Martin. And I say, Madam Karina, right? And she goes, pleasure to meet you, sir. But it's her eyes, man. Her eyes say everything. Like what? Like Martin? Huh? She kind of got my name wrong. She goes Martin instead of Morgan. It's completely fine, though. Thanks coming. Okay, gotta go. Then Jeff expresses that Morgan really shouldn't interact with uh, females, but he should. <laughs> and Lester asks Chuck how he ever does anything with Morgan always around. Morgan wasn't made to mix with the opposite gender, unlike me. Chuck, I suppose to get any female friction action with him third wheeling you all the time. What does that even mean? Sex. Can't you just say that? Yeah, I mean, I could. It's just, it lacks uh, flavor. When we cut to Sarah at the Wienerlicious, she's there with Karina, and Karina is already suspicious of what the operation is here. Why is she at a Wienerlicious? What are they there for? But she has this moment of sensitivity when she expresses her condolences about Bryce, but that only lasts a brief second. I can guess what Casey's doing here, but uh, what about this Chuck guy? What is he analyzing? You? I'll cover his boyfriend, girlfriend. Speaking of, I'm sorry to hear about Bryce. Thanks. It's, uh, it's been hard. Of course, getting dead is an occupational hazard. So what's the assignment here anyway? It's top secret. So I guess I'll just talk to Chuck myself. Well, that's not happening either. And Karina threatens to question Chuck. And Sarah's like, that's not going to happen. But uh, Karina doesn't take no for an answer, and she storms off to the buy more. Hey, Karina, come on. Karina! But not before we're introduced to a new character, that of Scooter of the Wienerlicious. Who this dude is, I don't know. He came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I always laugh whenever he shows up. Because he's briefly in the series. I don't know where he came from, and I don't even know where he goes. But this is Scooter, everybody. And apparently he's Sarah's boss at the Wienerlicious. And where do you think you're going? I need two eyes on the revolving wieners, hear me? I love when uh, Morgan says, hey, Karina. And she really has no idea who he is. He's such like a, a speck on her radar. She, she doesn't even remember meeting him. Hey, Karina. Excuse me, do you work here? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we met this morning at Chuck's. Martin. Oh, right. I think it's funny that she remembers him when he says Martin because uh, she got his name wrong. But he ha plainly has his name tag right there that says Morgan. And another thing that's funny in the background is Jeff and Lester like their jaws agape like, huh, that's Karina? There's no way she's into Morgan. It's just impossible. Have you seen Chuck? Chuck? Now, where is he? <laughs> oh, my God. She is way too good for him. She is too good for this store. Is there a nicer establishment where beautiful people can shop? And this is one of those great scenes that I love that Chuck does so well, where one pair of characters is having one conversation. The other pair of characters is having another conversation. And we get to see the result at the end of their conversation. Morgan wants Chuck to please have Sarah set him up with Karina. Chuck, you have to fix me up with Karina. No, no. I mean, no, actually, I don't think that's such a good idea, Morgan. Chuck, I know what a third wheel is. I know it's me. Give, give me a chance here, man. Let, let me be a fourth wheel for once. 
Or maybe like any other even number. And then Sarah's giving Karina a hard time wondering, what are you doing here and why are you trying to talk to Chuck? What do you think you're doing here? I'm just getting to know your team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust them with my life and my diamond. I just, I want to be certain they're the best. Mm-hmm. But then, but then Morgan's like, wait, you don't want to set me up, Karina, because you don't think I'm good enough. And I love how uh, <laughs> Lester immediately says, yes. <laughs> wait. You don't think I'm good enough. That's it. Yes. No, no. I just, uh... If, if you can get Sarah, man, that means just about anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me spread my wings here. Man. Fine, fine. I'll see what I can do. But no promises. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have the girls gotten hotter around here, or is it just me? So it's funny, when Chuck goes over to Sarah, he has no intention of really setting Karina up with Morgan. But Sarah's so pissed at Karina that she she loves the idea because it'll be a way to punish Karina in a way. Well, this is my op and my rules, and you're going to do exactly what I say. We'll see about that. Sarah, hey, sorry to interrupt. Hi, Karina. Can I just talk to you for a second? Sure. I need to ask you a favor and feel free to say no. And by that, I mean say no. But uh, could you fix Morgan up with Karina? Make sure you really exaggerate no so they can lip read it. They're a little lame, but I think they can crack no. You know, that is a great idea. No, it's not. <laughs> I, love, I love when Chuck goes, no, it's not. No. No is the answer. You're supposed to say no. Think this thing can pierce through bone? When Sarah goes over to Karina, she's holding some f- kind of hole puncher or something. I don't know what it is. I still don't know what it is. And she asks, do you think this thing can pierce bone? <laughs> but she seems totally uh, up to the idea of being set up with Morgan. Karina, you want my help with your mission? I believe those were your orders. And I need your help to protect Chuck's cover. You're going on a double date with Morgan. Small price to pay. Which one of these geeks is Morgan? Green shirt. Oh. Well, that'll be fun. I think it could possibly be a wine bottle opener. Now, as we head over to the Bartowski household, the song playing is by Matthew Deere. It's called Shy. And during their double date, Karina keeps going on about how, gee, Chuck and Sarah, they're such a lovely couple. Everything she's saying has the sting to it just to get to Sarah. You guys are so cute. Really. You're like the cutest couple ever. Ah, wow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we're, we're, doing, we're doing good. Good. I see we're doing very good, sweet. Well, I stand corrected. So, um... How did you two meet? At, at work, I guess, right? Yeah? Yeah, work. <laughs> Sarah came into the store with a broken cell phone like a modern-day damsel in distress. <laughs> I guess you're right. A lot of people who meet at work end up dating. Uh, so, do you guys want to watch a movie or something? Good idea. Sweetie. Chuck's like, I, I uh, rented the Penguin movie. Why would he think like March of the Penguins would be a good double date movie? I don't know. But Morgan doesn't think that's a good idea either. Well, I rented that um, Penguin movie. No, 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 no. Movie's a terrible idea, don't you think? I, I think that people don't take enough time to get to know each other. 
All I want to do tonight is find out everything there is to know about Karina. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like what? Were you always this hot or just like recently find your hotness? When Karina begins to kind of stroke Morgan's chest, you see Chuck's face and Sarah just like, uh, no, you're playing into it a little bit too much because Morgan's going to get a little too excited. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Morgan now thinks, wow, Karina may really like him. Man, dude, Karina is really into me. Yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? What does that mean? Huh? Well, the, the way you said that seems like, like, why, like, why wouldn't she be into me? No, no, no I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure that she's into you. Really? <laughs> and again, when uh, Sarah's trying to tell Karina that, uh, take it down a notch with Morgan, Karina's like, you know, she's giving this kid some excitement. This place is so dull. You know, how could she like being in this dull environment? You know, you don't have to be so hands-on with Morgan. You said I'm on a date. This is me on a date. You're going to give him the wrong idea. Oh, come on. I'm just giving the kid a thrill. I mean, this place is like if a yawn could yawn. How do you stand it? I'm good here. Yeah, right. Who's up for a hot slice? Uh As they're watching the Penguin movie, Chuck again is uh, observing Sarah removing the black olives from her pizza. I didn't really think this through before, but I realize now why Chuck rented this movie. He didn't want things to work out between Morgan and Karina. He's trying to protect Morgan here. He's trying to keep him away from Karina, who seems kind of scary to him, who represents the spy life, seems kind of scary. He doesn't really know a lot about her. So he's trying to protect his best bud. Penguins are generally monogamous and continue to nest in the same location often with the same penguin partner from the previous year. You like to travel. Mm-hmm. With someone fun. Shh. As long as 13-year couples have been observed. Sorry. <laughs> Where were you last? Argentina, okay? Now will you shut up? They're almost at the Antarctic. Chuck may have let something slip there because I don't think he's supposed to know that she was in Argentina. But we'll find more about that later. Do I get out of here? Go to Chuck's room? Somewhere private. I love how Morgan's like, you want to get out of here? Maybe Chuck's room somewhere private. Is he really trying to get her into Chuck's bed? Come on, Morgan. Now cut to Chuck fast asleep in his bed and he's getting a phone call. I wonder who it could be. Karina call about me yet? No, Morgan. It's the middle of the night. She hasn't called yet. Uh, when do you think it's cool for me to call her? Yeah. I am asleep! Uh, not true, because here we are talking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Chucky. I love here when they bring back the humiliating nickname of Morgan when he calls him Oregon. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Listen, listen. She has not called in the time that it's taken me to pick up and hang up. Leave me alone, Oregon. But it's not Oregon at all. I mean, uh, Morgan. It's a late night call for nerd herder assistance, which I didn't know that the Buy More did that. Apparently, Chuck is on call 24 hours a day. <laughs> what kind of job is that? 
One thing I noticed, this is kind of like a nerdy thing I noticed here, but uh, Chuck's got a Nintendo Power magazine on his nightstand. We know that Chuck loves video games, but uh, he's not just into PC and Xbox, he also likes Nintendo. I have a feeling Chuck has every console under his bed. And hello to you too, ma'am. Yes, I I am uh, the on-call nerd herder for all nerd herd computer emergencies. And and what is your what is your room number? So when Chuck shows up to the uh, house call, it's Karina there waiting for him. And all of it does this little sound when he sees it's her. This little double take he does. Hey, Chuck. Use your feet. She's opening a bottle of champagne. He's like, where's your computer? <laughs> where's where's uh, your computer? I don't have one. I lied to get you over here. And I love Chuck's delivery there where he goes, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because I know you're with us. Who's uh, us? Who Who's with us? Oh, thank you. <laughs> But no, uh, thank you. I you can't access my file to know about Argentina, unless you get a G6 clearance or higher. Cheers to spying. So Karina reveals to Chuck that she knew something was up because there's no way he could know about her being in Argentina without a higher clearance. And then I love when she starts to remove her robe, he's like, I should call Sarah. I hope you like what you see. I should, I, should probably, I should probably call Sarah. Sarah. Sarah should probably be here. I think that it would be important for her to know. <laughs> You're not much of a spy, are you? I know how many more clues I can uh, take off. But if Sarah were here, I couldn't seduce you. Unless maybe you're into that sort of thing. Hmm? <laughs> you know, just one. Hey. Or maybe I'm wrong, and you're already sleeping with Sarah. Are you sleeping with Sarah? Uh, you, you know that a gentleman never... Oh, got it. Well, that makes sense, considering Bryce. Bryce? Bryce? What, what are you talking about? And then Karina reveals to Chuck that uh, Bryce was Sarah's boyfriend. What, you don't know about Bryce? Where's Larkin? Her boyfriend? And as we see the next scene, we know that this has destroyed Chuck. Because Bryce Larkin was his mortal enemy. It was the guy who got him kicked out of Stanford that stole his girl. And now it turns out Sarah was dating him? He's not even paying attention to a word that Sarah is saying here. We'll go in undercover as party guests and locate the diamond. Where's the diamond? Well, that's your job, Chuck. The Intersect knew about Payman Allahi's connection to the opium cartels. So you want me to steal the diamond? No, we'll grab the stone later. Today we just get in, we find it, and we get out, and that's it. Right, get in, get out. Got it. Are you okay? Yeah, fine. Why? Well, you just seem a little... I don't know, something. Are you sick? Nope, fine. Oh, one last thing at the mansion. But then Sarah says, stick by my side because... Karina, she's not trustworthy, and 
Chuck is so happy to hear that because he doesn't want to believe a word she said. I need you to do me a favor and stick by my side. Why is that? Well, Karina, she likes to improvise and things can get sticky fast. She likes trouble and she looks for it. You know, one time in Pakistan, I really had to save her. Okay, it doesn't matter, but the point is that Karina is not to be trusted. <laughs> oh, Sarah, you have no idea how happy I am to hear you say that. What is it? Why? Well, Karina said something last night. Last night? Oh, right. Uh, well, she put a call into the Nerd Herd After Hours number, and I was the one who was on call. What did she tell you? But right when Sarah's about to hear what uh, Karina told Chuck, here's Scooter again, interrupting. Who is the Scooter guy? Miss <laughs> Walker, your break is abutting the 25-minute mark. Uh, one second, please. What did she say? I mean, it doesn't matter if it's not true. Just, just tell me. Something about price. And you, you know, being together. But Scooter can't take no for an answer. And uh, Sarah's going to have to get firm with the guy. Sure, whatever you lovebirds are discussing is a matter of national security. But the ketchup vat isn't just going to refill itself. Did you know that 55% of accidents occur in the kitchen? And I'm sure most of them are accidents. It's not true, right? You and Bryce, that's not true, right? But now Chuck realizes that it's probably true. Sarah and Bryce were together. It was complicated. I thought you were supposed to be good at lying. So Chuck knows that Sarah's a total liar about the whole situation. Now let's cut over to the Malibu compound where the diamond awaits them. And the song playing is Weird Science by Does It Offend You? Yeah. Whoever that is. <laughs> so we have Chuck complaining about his cool suit he's got on. And Karina's there to basically warn him that she likes to improvise on missions. You know what? This is ridiculous. I'm buying the next suit. I can see my own boxer shorts through my pants. <laughs> well, I think you look very sexy. Listen, I'm sure Sarah's warned you about me. Did I improvise? Take risks? Yeah, she might have mentioned something about that. Mm. And she also mentioned my record, how I took down the Quintana gang in Colombia. So trust me. Got it? Mm. Great. When she points out the uh, bad guy, Payman, this dude is super hairy, man. I mean, people should not be this hairy. And if I was this hairy, I would shave. The dude's got super hairy shoulders, and it's really kind of crazy. But uh, Chuck identifies him as a Wookiee, <laughs> hence the name Chuck versus the Wookiee. Now, see that man over there? Payman Alahi. His house, his party, his diamond, for now. What? Are, you, are, we, are, are you talking about Senior Wookiee over there? <laughs> Just uh, grab a drink and uh, look casual. When Sarah tries to confront Karina, Karina won't have any of it. They're on a mission. No personal business, Sarah. I mean, come on. It's not professional. What did you tell him about, Bryce? You compromised my cover. We're on a mission here, Sarah. Try keeping a private life and work that separate for a change. So Sarah approaches Chuck and asks him if everything's okay, because he is acting a little weird. 
And I'll talk more about that in a second, but he reveals here that there's actually a spy shop in the Buy More Strip Mall, which I had no idea. That's pretty cool. Hey, we okay? How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, so I, I count six SVB-54 explosion-protected security cameras with infrared surveillance. Did you have a flash? No, they sell them at the spy shop in the Buy More Plaza. Now cut to the parking lot where uh, Casey is on limo duty. <laughs> and this guy, this henchman, asks him for a light. You got a light? Studies indicate that smoking can be hazardous to your health. Pick up a paper. From the 60s. It always cracks me up. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about Chuck's mindset here. Now... In the previous episode, he revealed he does have feelings for Sarah. And his sister, Ellie, told him that she most definitely thinks Sarah has feelings for him. So he's got that in his head, all the while keeping their cover and pretending to be boyfriend and girlfriend. So that's confusing enough. Then at the beginning of the episode, Sarah says, you can ask me anything. So he says, were you and Bryce an item? Now, Bryce, the guy who Chuck views destroyed his life, Got him kicked out of Stanford, stole his girlfriend. That might be devastating if he found out that Sarah and Bryce were an item. She says no, and he's relieved. So now Karina's here, and she says, yes, indeed, they were an item. And so he confronts Sarah again, and she pretty much confirms that she was lying. They were an item. So poor Chuck, he's a bundle of emotions here. When I watched this episode before, I thought what he says here is kind of out of character for Chuck. But I guess it is in character for someone who's wounded. And he says it here, and Sarah's just like, not now, Chuck. So, I guess if this was you and Bryce, you'd be breaking into the bedroom, huh, Sarah? Chuck, now's not the time. Okay. It just seems like a throwaway line that he wouldn't say, but maybe he would. I don't know. He said it. Now, when they break into the room with the diamond, Senior Wookiee shows up. <laughs> and uh, he questions them about being in there. And I love the voice that Yvonne Strahovski does of this kind of ditzy blonde. who's just like, oh, wow. It's really hilarious. And she does some great voices throughout the series. But this is an early peek at uh, her doing Sarah undercover. And I love it. <laughs> You like my diamond? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's really pretty. You're not supposed to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, but the door was unlocked. And, uh, and who are you? Pretty girls called me Payman. Hi, Payman. Hey, Payman. I'm Karina. This is Sarah. And this is our brother, Chucky. Yo, brother. More good news for me. Payman is so gross how he's in a black Speedo and he immediately pulls Sarah and Karina like close to him. He's really gross. So, uh, what would I have to do to get this thing on my finger? It is said that he who owns the Nadanenur rules the world. Wow. <laughs> so, what if, like, someone tried to steal it? <laughs> it's impossible to steal. Huh? Because if touched... The vault will seal itself off, the gas will fill the room, and after that, my security team would eliminate the threat. (laughs) But me, I'm more of a 
lover than a fighter. Oh. <laughs> I love Sarah does more of that voice where she's like, I want to look at the paintings outside. Wow, you know, I saw some really cool paintings outside. Can I have a look? Sure. Oh, like this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got a nice pair of eyes amongst other nice pairs. Then Chuck flashes on the security system. Um, the guy wearing the first sweater failed to mention one fairly significant security detail. Like what? 20,000 volts of electricity protecting the stone. Mm, problematic. How are you going to fix that? I'm sorry, are you, you're asking me? Well, yeah. Sarah told me you're supposed to have this really big brain. So for a follow-up mission, what do you recommend? Uh, I mean, now that we know that there's a trap, I might use compressed air to knock it off the pedestal. I love the line that the <laughs> the guy has here, but he's showing Sarah this painting while they're busy in the other room thinking about how to seal the diamond. And he's talking about uh, painting naked girls. The dude like to paint naked girls. I mean, I can't say I blame him. So when Chuck improvises and he tells Karina that uh, you could use a fire extinguisher to knock the diamond off, Karina springs into action. Karina? Karina! Karina, what are you doing? Improvising. Ah! Oh, I got it! Hey, this was only recon. And then what happens is a pretty cool action scene as Chuck and Sarah and Karina are running while kicking dudes, fighting, while yelling at each other. What were you thinking? Bad guys approaching fast! I made a split second decision! Oh, doing us a favor! Stop doing me favors! Oh, excuse me, pardon me! The shoulders are looking a little red there! Oh, oh, oh! And then there's this cool moment where Sarah throws a plate like a Frisbee at a dude who's about to shoot Chuck. I always think that's a cool angle there, the way they got that shot. Thank you! Karina improvised. She snatched the diamond. Meet us on the beach. I'm on it. So when they run on the beach, there's a moment where Karina wants the diamond and she'll, she'll take the heat. You guys, I'll meet you later. And Sarah's like, no way. And Karina's like, Chuck, give me the diamond. And Sarah's like, no, don't do it, Chuck. But he's like kind of wounded from earlier and he's pissed at her. So he goes ahead and gives her the diamond. Chuck, what have you done? Hey, Karina, what now? You two run for it. Give me the stone. I'll take the heat. You can double back and get me out. What? No, she's lying. Chuck, trust me. Do you remember what I said? Oh, yeah? Which lie are you referring to? It's so hard to keep track these days. What? Thanks, Chuck. You planned this? Catch you later. And there's a funny scene where uh, Sarah's yelling at Chuck about needing to trust her while changing in the car because she has a stupid shift at the Wiener Licious. <laughs> I love this scene. I have to be able to trust you on a mission, Chuck, no matter how you're feeling about me personally. How, how am I supposed to know that Karina has a remote-controlled jet ski? It's not usually an option in real life. Our orders were to bring the diamond in, Chuck. 
What is she going to do with it? What, what is she going to sell it? No, she's a gamer. She'll give it to her bosses, move up the DEA's covert ranks. What are you, what are you doing? I believe I have to work this stupid hot dog shift. When Sarah says she'll get canned from the Wienerlicious, I always thought the whole thing was a a CIA operation. It wasn't even a real business. And I'm wondering if it becomes that later. It's kind of weird. Like with Scooter and all that, it's almost like they didn't have the idea totally worked out in their heads. They were kind of uh, feeling things along episode to episode, but I think they work it all out later. But for right now, we have the Wienerlicious is where Sarah works as a cover, and her boss's name is Scooter. Now, Karina calls Sarah here, hoping there's no hard feelings. What? Don't be mad. Oh, you left us to die. I knew you'd get out of it. You're burning your bridge, Karina, and the CIA is going to have your ass for this. Well, I gotta run. Thanks again. You go to work, I'll get the diamond. What? NSA magic. Put a trace on her phone. Wherever she's going, I'm going. <laughs> I love when Chuck notices her buttoning up in the rear view mirror. Casey's like, eyes up front, soldier. Eyes up front, soldier. I, I, what are you, I was looking. When Karina arrives back at her hotel, we see that Morgan's there waiting for her. Karina? But when she's packing her things, she sees that John has tracked her down. When she tries to get away before Casey shows up, there's Morgan waiting for her in the elevator. Karina? Martin? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm so glad I found you here. She takes the opportunity to plant the diamond on Morgan while kissing him. Poor Morgan. Wow, you look fantastic. I just... Wow. Hi. I just happened to be in the neighborhood. This is great. This Look, is... I'm sorry I didn't call, but it's just not going to work out. I've got this whole relationship thing. Oh. I love that Morgan offers to buy coffee. One for each of us. I'll treat. <laughs> well, you, you want to talk about it over coffee? One for each of us. I'll treat. I can't. It's just... It's too yeah, soon. I, I... But then when Morgan's gone, now here's Casey with a gun. Hello, Casey. <laughs> Where's the diamond? Love the competitive spirit, Johnny, but... I also love the way she calls Casey Johnny. I don't have the diamond. I'm not going to any of your games, Karina. Give it to me now. I don't have it, I swear. If I did, I'd give it to you. Go ahead, look anywhere you'd like. So here's where Karina tries to seduce Casey. I'm really curious here to see how easy it'll be for her. Surely John Casey is not susceptible to Karina's charms. In fact... Maybe you should just start with me. Now, when we cut back to the buy more, Sarah shows up to tell Chuck she's going to go check in on Casey, but not before telling him that he needs to stay home tonight. This is another one of those moments where she's saying this right next to Lester, and if Lester was paying attention, he would overhear some weird, weird things being said about John Casey, uh, about Chuck being on the team. It's just nobody overhears those conversations. <laughs> Chuck, I haven't heard from Casey in an hour, so I'm going to Karina's hotel. And I need you to stay home tonight. Got it? You don't want my help? Not tonight. So I'm off the team? No, Chuck just benched. 
But we're gonna have to talk about what happened. Ooh. Someone got a headache tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me. Now we cut to Chuck playing Xbox in his room. We get the song Wild Girl by Matt Pond. Hey, little wild girl. I think maybe it turned out okay. I'm thinking the wild girl of the song is probably Karina. Now here we have a heartbroken Morgan and a sad Chuck talking about their problems. Xbox, who's Sarah? We had a fight. You don't want to hear about a fight, man. It's like your first fight. That's kind of a big deal. I wonder what our first fight would have been like. I mean, I know it's stupid, but it's Sarah's fault, I think. I, mean, I never would have done it if she'd have just told me the truth to begin with. You're not even listening to me, are you? Oh, sorry, man. I stopped listening when it wasn't about Karina and how she kissed me and then dumped me. Car- you kissed Karina? Yeah, man. At our hotel. On the lips. <laughs> I love when Morgan says, on the lips. Uh, Chuck's jaw literally drops open. <laughs> but I guess she has some past relationship or something. I don't know, man. Whatever. <laughs> One thing you should know about Morgan is that he loves grape soda. And hopefully Chuck has plenty in stock. You want another one? That was, yeah. I feel a bender coming on. Alright, one group soda coming up. Thanks, Paul. Oh, I uh, got the new Stealth Underlords game. I was going to surprise Karina, but uh, that's another thing she'll be missing out on. I'm thinking that Stealth Underlords has got to be a made-up game name. <laughs> I always love on shows when they make up a game. It's just like, uh, call it the new Call of Duty game or new Gears of War or something, but I guess Stealth Underlords, you don't have to pay anybody anything, but I say go ahead and plug a real game in there. I want to grab it. In my bag. Sure. Oh, Chuck. Can I get some more pizza? Because I just, I'm feeling a little. Got it. Hey, Chuck. Yes, Morgan. You know what? If our relationships don't work out, okay. Because we got each other, don't we? That's really, really sad. I know. I love that. That's really sad. I know. Here's a great moment where Sarah shows up to the hotel looking for Casey. And he's handcuffed in his boxers to the headboard of the bed. And here is our first... I I talked about it in the last episode, guys. Like, uh, when did the iPhone come out as pertaining to Chuck? Because they all had old phones. Sarah pulls out an iPhone. This is the first appearance of an iPhone on Chuck. Wow! And she takes a picture of Casey. And it's actually pretty hilarious. Wow. It's uh, just like Prague, huh? Oh, now when chuck finds the diamond i guess because he hadn't held it before he flashes on it and he sees that it's not the type of diamond they thought it was he who owns the nadani nor rules the world Sarah, hey, oh, hey, thank God. Listen, I, I know that you're really mad at me right now, okay? But did you, wait, you know this is Chuck, right? Okay, good. 
Okay, 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 listen, listen. The diamond, the diamond that we stole from the woolly mammoth, it is not a drug diamond, okay? I repeat, it is not a drug diamond. It belongs to an Afghani terrorist group. Look, I, I could get into a lot more details, but the point is, it is way more dangerous than we thought. Chuck, find Karina and tell her to bring me the diamond. Please. So when Chuck is bringing Morgan his pizza and grape soda, we have an intruder. And I love this Tim Jones music, by the way. We'll hear it all throughout the series whenever wacky things kind of happen in Chuck. But I just love whenever this music starts up in the show. Hey, uh, Morgan, buddy, long story, but I'm going to have to go ahead and step. Ah, hey, listen, go ahead and take whatever you want, okay? I keep a little cash in my sock drawer. And by little, I mean spare change. Pizza? You, yeah, absolutely. Help yourself. It's right behind me on the counter. This, you want this. I can't, I can't actually give you this. Because it's not mine to give, really. But I guess Chuck learned earlier in the episode when he saw Sarah throw the plate at the guy's head, he throws his plate at the intruder's head. Ow. Oh. <sighs> Karina? Fine, it's me. The mask is smart and wouldn't ID me. Now give me the diamond. Wait, no, 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 no. I need your help. I, Sarah's in trouble. Sarah's fine. She's very resourceful. Now the rock? Wait, so you're just going to cross your fingers and hope for the best instead of helping your friend? Oh, come on, Chuck. You know this thing of ours? We're all in it for ourselves. It's what we do. That's not what Sarah does. And, 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 if she would have thought that in Pakistan, then you wouldn't be alive right now to have this conversation. You want it? Here you go. But with or without you, I'm going to go help Sarah. Just hold on to it. In case I change my mind. I love that moment where Chuck pretty much guilts Karina into helping, reminding her that Sarah did save her life in Pakistan. But before they can take off, I love the moment where <laughs> Morgan's like, dude, where's my pizza? What's the ETA on my pizza? Uh... Buddy, I gotta go pick up some more, and your grape soda's on the kitchen floor. When Sarah's being questioned by the Wookiee, Senor Wookiee, we see what a cool customer she is when under duress. (laughs) Who talks like that? (laughs) We see what a cool customer... What I'm saying is we see how cool she is under pressure, okay? Come on. I was just trying to be fancy, guys. What do you work for? Tiffany. You have no idea who you're dealing with. Didn't just take that diamond from me. I was holding it for a friend of mine. Very grouchy, dangerous friend. Does he like your new look? Normally, I don't mind women being rough. But that was very rude. Watch the one with the clovers. I love that the henchman guarding Casey is the same one that wanted a light earlier. And Casey was like, (laughs) <laughs> smoking's bad for your health the guy takes this big old drag off a cigar and blows it right into Casey's face it's hilarious here's a good scene between Karina and Chuck where she pretty much explains to Chuck what the life of a spy is like you have to lie to maintain your cover and you can't get close to people because you'll they'll either betray you or they'll be dead or you'll be moving on So he's kind of getting this insight into what Sarah's life was like before he met her. I don't get it, Chuck. Thought you and Sarah were on the outs. I made a mistake. 
I'm still getting used to how you guys need to lie about who you are. I'm feeling like a knife fight. You analysts don't know what it's like for us field agents. But it's our job. We shut identities like people shut clothes. In your case, that's quite often. <laughs> Try them on, like them or leave them. After a while, it doesn't even matter. So you don't let anyone know who you really are? Can't. Might have to leave them in five minutes or shoot them in the head. Trust me. A spy doesn't want you to know anything about them that's real. No matter who you are. There's a great moment here where Casey breaks the headboard of the bed and decks the henchman in the face. Told you smoking could be hazardous to your health. I love the moment where Chuck and Karina show up and he's like, do you have the diamond? And Chuck starts to hold it up and Karina's like, no. And he puts it back down real quick. Do you have what I want? Maybe. Maybe I pawned up a front row tickets to Justin Timberlake. Why do you always have to provoke people? Show me the diamond. I have it. I have it. I have it. It's right here. I have it in the. Just get there. It is. Here's your. That's your. I have it right here. I give it to me. No. I know. I. I know that I'm new to this, but I'm pretty sure that this is the part where I do what the man says. He didn't say please. Now, if you want it so badly. Try taking it away from me. Look around you. Everyone in the room is with me. What are you going to do? Fight us all? All by yourself? She's not by herself. What's interesting in this moment where Karina and Sarah are communicating, if you go to the Chuck NBC Chuckopedia you can read exactly what they say there. Karina and Sarah hold a short conversation. Karina's question is in Swedish, Minnie Anden's native language, while Sarah Avon Strahovski responds to her in her native language, Polish. So what Karina says is, if I throw you the keys, will you drop them? And Sarah responds in Polish, only if you throw it like your mommy. <laughs> okay, that's a bizarre bit of trivia there for you guys. Then we get a funny scene of uh, Casey in the elevator, still handcuffed to the headboard in a mother and daughter, just trying not to make eye contact and just trying to stay away from him. Miss? I always love this moment where Chuck runs away from this giant henchman into an office and he's like, where do I got to, where can I hide the diamond? Where can I hide the diamond or whatever? And he's wondering where he can hide the diamond. And he, he busts out a FedEx box and he prints up a label and he threatens that he's going to drop it down the chute to ship it. Wait. You know where this goes? No. Neither do I. So step back or I let it go. Now what? 
You know, I'm not really sure. I hadn't thought it through that far. Oh, ah, oh. <laughs> and then Casey comes bursting in. He hits the guy over the head with the headboard. <laughs> and then I love Chuck drops it down the chute. And then... <laughs> And then Casey's like, what? Oh! Oh! What? What? Now, here at the end of the episode, we have a really cool song called Fall Into Place by Apartment. I also love this scene here at the end where uh, General Beckman and Director Graham are congratulating them on a job well done. And there in the background, the FedEx guy delivers the Donna. <laughs> it's a really funny moment. Capturing an Adana Nor Diamond has dissolved payment along his credibility. His network has fallen apart. We were also able to thwart the purchase of $26 million of surface-to-air missiles. The Afghani terrorist group is planning on buying. No diamond, no cash, no sale. Job well done, people. Then we get to see the gang say goodbye to Karina, and uh, she reminds John that uh, this is now twice she's seen his four-leaf clover boxers. <laughs> well, this was fun. Yeah, goodbye, Karina. Working with you has been... Well, let's never do this again. Hmm? Thanks, Johnny. Maybe next time we can shake it up a bit and pull the four-leaf clovers out of the rotation. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, as much as I hate your methods, there's never a dull moment, right? Well, if you want a dull moment, just check out your cover life. Well, you know, we have our adventures. Right. And Karina tries one last time to seduce Chuck. And he's wondering why is she so interested in him? Sure you don't want to come back to my hotel room? Um, as, as flattered and intimidated as I am by your proposition, why me? Well, you're sort of cutish. But um, the real reason is I love taking what Sarah wants. Well, uh, well, me? No, Sarah. Sarah doesn't want me. Yeah, she probably doesn't even know it herself yet. But uh, I do. So when Chuck shows up to Sarah's apartment, all that observation paid off. He acknowledges that she does not like black olives. Hey. Vegetarian, no olives. It's the only thing I know about you that's true. You don't like olives. And again, we get Tim Jones's Chuck and Sarah theme, which I love. And here Chuck shows that, you know, his conversation with Karina really helped. He can now understand where Sarah's coming from about having to keep your cover. And he knows enough now where he doesn't have to hold a grudge about any lies she told about Bryce. She had her reasons. Look, I'm, I'm sorry about the beach. You're absolutely right. I shouldn't let my feelings affect the mission. 
And um, if you and Bryce, if you had a thing, well, that makes sense. You always got the great girls. I just wish I knew something real about you. Can't you just tell me just one true thing? Just, just one. Like, like, where'd you grow up? Or, or if that's too much, and I, I get it, I get it. If that's too much, what's your, what's your name? What's your real name? Middle name. What's your middle name? Can't you just tell me your middle name? I'm gonna go and go get the napkins. And here's a moment I always loved when he gets up to get the napkins. She tells him her middle name. It's Lisa. My middle name is Lisa. And what I think this means is that Sarah really does want to share that with him. But she just can't at this moment in her life, in her career, etc. But it's a start. I mean, she did say it out of earshot. And as we know on Chuck, nobody hears anything out of earshot. <laughs> well, guys, that was season one, episode four, Chuck versus the Wookiee. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll meet again here next time with Chuck versus the sizzling shrimp. That makes me hungry just thinking about it. But guys, if you're digging the show, do me a favor and check out chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. Also, you can find there a voicemail number, 1206-309-4729, if you want to send me some feedback. Also, you can send me an email at nimpodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me on Twitter and check out etlandfill.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm having a blast covering these episodes, and uh, I can't wait to do more. All right, guys. See you next time. What's the ETA on my pizza? Now this is podcasting. Casting.